So hello and welcome to, well, the Friday edition of the show, which is the last day of the week. We finally got to Friday, thank God. Um, I am Edward Lauder. I'm the editor of Small Screen. And this is, of course, Small Screen Stories. This is the uh, week, well, daily show in the week, so Mondays to Friday. And this show is all about the uh, the news in the world of entertainment and pop culture. Please excuse my rather dishevelled look this evening. Uh, it's been a long day and uh, we're currently in lockdown here in France and it's not easy to find a hairdresser. So yes, my hair is all over the place. But <laughs> that's, that's enough uh, preamble. Let's get straight into the show and straight into the news. And the big news of the day is that Disney is reportedly discussing an Alita Battle Angel sequel or Disney Plus series. So this news actually comes from Grace Randolph. And uh, if you're aware, I'm pretty sure if you watch the show, you're probably aware of Grace Randolph. And Grace Randolph is uh, is someone that has a very, well, very big YouTube channel. And I believe she's got to a million subscribers, which is... Uh, which I'm very jealous of, but uh, she's also very vocal on Twitter and often um, talks about things that's going on and delivers scoops. That's her, that's her main thing. She's all about the scoops. And this, and then she revealed this on Twitter. She said, this one's for you, Alita sequel fans. I hear there's genuine chatter over at Disney for a sequel or Disney Plus series. So this got people really, really talking online and getting very excited because Grace Ranoff's um, scoops do tend to be genuine. Uh, she has had a couple that haven't quite worked out, but that is that is part of the game, I suppose. But yeah, according to her, um, which is I think pretty big, I think this is this is really quite interesting, is that they are discussing this. So of course, Elisa Battle Angel was a 20th Century Fox movie, but when Disney took over 20th Century Fox, uh, they also took over all of their um, movie properties, including Elisa Battle Angel. So Elisa Battle Angel, if you're not aware of the film, then what have you been doing for the last couple of years? It came out in 2019. It was directed by uh, Robert Rodriguez, produced by James Cameron. And it it was released to, let's just say, kind of mediocre reviews. I personally thought it was quite fun. I didn't think it was as good as uh, as it promised to be. Uh, I thought, but then again, also, I remember watching it after having seen the rather poor reviews for it, and I actually thought it was quite good fun. It did end on a weird cliffhanger, I'm going to be honest, and it was kind of, which made it feel a bit like an incomplete movie to me, but it was obviously, it's obvious that they were they were planning on making more of these. But now that they've got this um, this series now at Disney, they've got the ability to turn it into a Disney Plus series, and I actually think that's the most interesting um, way forward. Of course, it I, the story is pretty. It's based on a comic book, I believe. Um, of the I think it's the same name, but maybe just a liter, or is it a manga? I'm going to be honest. I'm not. I'm not overly sure of of, of its provenance of where it's from, but I, I do think it's a comic book series that may be Japanese. But um, and you can kind of tell that if you watch the movie, it really does feel as though they've gone for the kind of the uh, the, the 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 anime eyes there and it's something that um is a really interesting look but from the minute i started watching it i felt a bit uneasy because she's meant to be of course um, an android and kind of made from different parts and uh but there's something more to her there's there's a there, there's something else going on with her character with she's got no memory of course of um and, you know, Christoph Waltz plays the doctor that kind of pieces her back together and then looks after her. 
and there's Ed Skrein in it as well, who plays the villain. And um, it, I have to say, watching the film, uh, it's a film that I really, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I think there's so much lore there, and I think they found it very difficult to fit it all into one movie. But that's why I think a, a Disney series, a Disney Plus series in particular, could be very interesting. They're already doing it with, of course, Percy Jackson. So why not do it with Alita: Battle Angel? They've got the property now. The property has, I, I believe, it has the following. If you go online, there's loads of people that are really, really positive about this this movie and really want more. So hopefully, fingers crossed, again, I say this a lot on this show, but fingers crossed it'll happen because I actually do want to see it. I think it'll be good. But what do you guys think? Let me know in the comments below. So right, moving away from that, I'm moving on to Wonder Woman. And it's uh, actually being, um, it's kind of, Wonder, Woman, Wonder Woman's in a bit of a weird, weird place at the moment because uh, it's supposedly the last blockbuster well, yeah, it is the last blockbuster that's really hanging on to that 2020 release. It's supposed to be coming out on the 20th, on the 25th of December, which is Christmas Day, which is a rather interesting day to be releasing a movie, I have to say. But uh, no, it seems as though uh, people, executives at Warner Brothers are, are considering releasing it in 2021, so January 2021, but also then subsequently a couple of weeks later releasing on HBO Max. So this, of course, is because of the coronavirus. So they don't know uh, by December whether we'll be able to all go back to cinemas worldwide. They, they don't know what that's going to be like. Of course, at the moment in France, the UK, and I believe Germany, cinemas are completely closed. I think they're doing the same in America. You know, those the three countries I mentioned before, France, Germany and, England, and the United Kingdom, are all under lockdown at the moment, which will last until December. So there's also the question of will people want to go back to the cinemas will they feel comfortable enough to go back to the cinemas on the 25th of december and honestly i think it's a no i think people will rather well i know we've been staying at home for a long time but i think the um, that period i think we're going to be seeing a lot of people staying at home being with their families so what they're thinking of doing is pushing the release date into 2021 january 2021 seeing what they can do with a cinematic release so um, a, a theater release sorry uh, in cinemas, and then subsequently releasing it on streaming platforms and, you know, getting people to pay for it. The problem, I mean, in, in their eyes, it probably means that they, they, they're looking at it as a, that's the best way they can kind of recoup their losses, because they can still get ticket sales. Uh, you know, a tenant still made, I think it made 400 million at the box office, maybe a bit more now. I, I can't remember the exact numbers, but it still made money. People still went to see it, and I think people will still will go and see a Wonder Woman too. So the Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. But as far as how much money they can make, well, I don't think they'll be able to make that much because I don't think. First off, there there still will be social distancing uh, measures in place at cinemas, which means that that like cuts your ticket sales in by half. And uh, there will still be fewer people willing to go to cinemas. So the, the, the second best option for them is to release it on streaming. But the problem is, is if you release a movie on streaming, which they've seen with Mulan, they've seen uh, <laughs> Artemis Fowl, you know, they, they've seen with a lot of these movies that if you release them on streaming, you, you definitely will not get anywhere near the amounts of money that you would get if you release it in cinemas because you can buy it once and then the whole family can see it, multiple people can see it. You've basically got it on your platform for as long as that platform is around or as long as they decide to just remove it from, the, <laughs> from their platforms. 
uh, which automatically decreases the amount of money you can make from that. So it's a really difficult situation to be in because I, I believe we're at a cusp. I believe this pandemic has uh, has forced people in these positions, forced executives to try and think differently about how they release movies in the future. So I think personally, I, I think there'll always be a cinema aspect. There has to be. Because it's been, I mean, it's already been around for so long and it's something that we've seen just um, the numbers of people that have been going to like 2019 was a record year as far as cinema attendances are concerned. People went to see movies in their droves at the cinema. It's something we like to do. I don't think that's going to change. But what I do think is going to change is the way they look at maybe releasing, especially with the, the fact that we've got a massive backlog now of movies that were supposed to come out in 2020 and now have been pushed into 2021, they will have to release some of those movies onto, onto streaming platforms rather than in cinemas. So what does that mean? Well, they're going to have to find a way to monetize this properly. To, I mean, for, for me, I would personally prefer them not to, but as far as their business uh, strategy is concerned, they're going to have to look at ways they can make more money from a, from a, um, a streaming release because at the moment it's just not viable. You see Netflix is in billions, billions of dollars in debt because, the, I mean, they're running at a loss because it's not. there's no way they can make the amounts of money that a, a movie studio makes from the way they release things. It's just not it's not going to work. But they, they I suppose they do see in the future, you know, eventually they'll be in in the black. And when that happens, it'll just be exponential and they'll continue to make as much money because we're I mean, I'm probably going to be subscribed to Netflix for the rest of my life. I'm going to be honest, unless Netflix suddenly uh, goes under. I mean, if they're operating at loss, there is that possibility. But that to them is constant revenue. It's a constant revenue stream. So it's a long game. So maybe that's the way forward, maybe. But as far as Wonder Woman 1984 is concerned, it looks like they're going to try and do a two-pronged uh, release. So release it first in cinemas and then release it on HBO Max in the US and probably Sky over here in the UK and Canal Plus in France and other places around the world. But let me know what you guys think about this in the comments below. Right, moving on and moving on to uh, Amber Heard again. It seems to have been the week where we've been discussing a lot about Amber Heard. And uh, she's actually been talking, she's opened up um, about all the online petitions and about whether she's going to be in Aquaman 2 or not and if she's excited for it. And you know what? It's It was a, an interview in Entertainment Weekly and she called the online petitions paid campaigns. So I'll, this was, a, again, an interview in Entertainment Weekly. I'll, I'll read out what she said. The, the quotes that I picked out was, I'm super excited about the amount of fan love and the amount of fan appreciation that Aquaman has acquired and that it has garnered so much excitement for Aquaman and Mira that it means we'll be coming back. I'm so excited to film that. So confirming that she's going to be filming Aquaman 2. She then went on to say paid rumors and paid campaigns on social media don't dictate casting decisions because they don't um, because they have no basis in reality. Only fans actually um, only the fans actually made Aquaman and Aquaman 2 happen. I'm excited to get started next year. So again, it's uh, it's something that <laughs> it's it's a pr I mean it's a pretty big stance. First off, calling them paid campaigns 
is quite interesting because there is, of course, there was the there were the allegations that actually Johnny Depp's team was put behind at least some of the online petitions that we've seen uh, pop up. I mean, there there have been many, but there have been a lot. Of, there have been some I'm going to go into in a minute on Change.org that have been doing really, really well. And it's just it's one it's one of those things that's like that it, that does happen in the industry, whether or not the ones that we're referring to constantly were, you know, people, Johnny Depp's people were behind that. I I mean, I don't know. That's just speculation. But there, I know that there is an aspect of that in Hollywood, you know, people starting up petitions to try and see if they can get support for someone to be in something, you know, change.org is basically that it's a platform for that sort of thing, as far as Hollywood's concerned. And that's what she's claiming. She's also saying she's back. She's really excited to do it. You know what? I said this the other day. She's going to be an Aquaman 2 no matter what you can do. She's going to be an Aquaman 2. And apparently, I, I spoke about this last night. The At the moment, the the words, the word is that she's going to be in it quite a lot. She's going to have actually an expanded role. And there's no, honestly, as far as I'm concerned, there's no way that Warner Brothers is going to get rid of her. I mean, I, I know that there are a lot of people out there that want want her gone. And I can understand where they're coming from, but also as far as they're concerned, it would be terrible PR if they were to get rid of her. Really, really bad for them. And it's just not, it's not really worth it. But of course I was talking about petitions. This petition, the, the specific one to remove Amber Heard as Mira from Aquaman 2 has now passed 1 million signatures, making it one of the most signed petitions on change.org. And it's kind of bonkers that, that I mean, yeah, it is bonk. It's bonkers that so many people have signed this thing. Uh, I'm just looking at the numbers now on Change.org. Let's see. So at the moment, they have just passed one million. <laughs> sorry, one. They're almost at one point two million um, signatures. So it's it's just. I mean. It, that is so much, so so many signatures. I don't really think Warner Brothers can ignore that. That they they know that there's 1.2 million people out there that will probably not see this Aquaman too, and that's a lot of people. But then again, I also think that I actually think, in a weird way, I think a lot of people will see it, even if she's in it. I think it'll still do really well, and I kind of hope it does. Even. Even if Amber Heard's in it, now I'm not going to go into. I mean, I don't. Again, I don't think she should be fired from. I don't think. Uh, I didn't think Johnny Depp, Depp should have been fired from Grindelwald. I don't think anything should be uh, finalized until we really know. Until we get a, a, a proper end to this story. Uh, I think it's just too premature. And also, I have my own opinions of what went on between the two of them. I think. I think that was just a toxic relationship. I'm going to be honest, and uh, I think I've said this time and time again on this show. But it's something that is I I completely understand where people on both sides are coming from. But then again, I don't think I don't think either of them should been should be fired. I sh- I, although I will say that I think I prefer that Mads Mikkelsen casting as Grindelwald. That's just a personal preference. I think I would have preferred that to to begin with. I did really like Johnny Depp in Crimes of Grindelwald, though. So it's kind of a weird thing. In my in my head, when I think back to reading the Harry Potter books, it would have been a Mads Mikkelsen type as as my kind of Geralt Grindelwald. So that, that was what I would have had in mind. That's what I had in mind. Someone with a bit... I don't know. A bit, sorry, a bit more. I know he's not 
well, he is Scandinavian, so a bit more kind of Scandinavian charm, I suppose. It's just that. And um, Johnny Depp has his own sort of charm, but it's not quite that, you know. Anyway, but this 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 uh, petition has been getting a lot of traction online. A lot of people care. I mean, if, completely understandably, they really do care about this and they really want her gone. But it's. I'm just going to be honest, it's not going to happen. She'll be in it and she'll be in it quite a lot. But what do you guys think about this? Let me know in the comments below. Right, moving away from that and on to Justice League, which Amber Heard is also filming <laughs> filming extra scenes for. Uh, so it was actually revealed by the cinematographer Tobias, I believe, isn't it? Wait, let me get... Um, I don't want to get the name wrong. Uh, uh, sorry, that was... Yeah, not Tobias. Fabian uh, Wagner. So he took to Instagram and posted a snapshot of Snyder, uh, Zack Snyder, holding a really big giant bomb. So it was, of course, a prop. And in it, he said, super excited uh, to see what bomb Zack is going to drop on November 17th. So this is very, I mean, there is something coming on November 17th. I personally do not know what it is, but I know that there are live streamers out there and people in the in in, in the know. There are people in the know that I've spoken to. Uh, again, I haven't asked them because I'm like, I want to I want to find out. I want. I don't want the surprise spoiled for me. But there's something coming on November 17th. Um, Wagner is teasing it. Uh, I, I mean, I, it's obviously going to be Justice League related. Uh, it's exciting what's happening with Justice League, actually, because there's, um, of course, a couple of weeks. I mean, a couple of days ago, maybe last week. Uh, the weeks are kind of all rolling into one now. But a while back, the of course, the trailers for Zack Snyder's Justice League were taken down. It was revealed that it had to do. Uh, it was a music rights issue, alleged. I mean, I'm going to say allegedly because that's what that, that's what was reported. That's what I reported. That was what was told to me, and um, it had to do with the song Hallelujah. So there's been movement. Something's happening, uh, and I th I wonder whether they're going to announce the sequel or well, not the sequel. I think. I think what they're going to do is announce the release date. I think that's what it'll be. I think they'll announce the release date for Zack Snyder's Justice League and probably lay out some plans for the future. And I think that's that's a that'll be a big in itself because we don't actually have an official release date. So I'm pretty sure that's what it's going to be. I think Zack Snyder's going to reveal a release date. But there's lots of stuff going on at in well just inside internally at Warner Brothers at the moment, especially with AT&T and the hierarchy there seemingly clashing with the hierarchy which is now toby emmerich at warner brothers so it'll be interesting to see how things move forward as far as that's concerned but what do you guys think are you excited for Zack snyder's justice league let me know in the comments below right moving away from that and on to something very very different which is uh, home alone so <laughs> home alone's original that said that home, the director of home alone one and two uh, Christopher Columbus has been talking about the upcoming Home Alone reboot, which is coming to uh, Disney Plus. Again, another one of those uh, 20th Century Fox original properties that Disney's taken on and is is turning into something else. Uh, he's claimed that this reboot is a waste of time. So <laughs> he was talking to Insider, and in that uh, interview with Insider, he said, "No, nobody got in touch with me about it, and it's a waste of time as far as I'm concerned. What's the point?" I'm a firm believer and you don't need to remake films that have had the longevity of Home Alone. You're not going to create lightning in a bottle again. It's just not going to happen. So why do it? It's like doing a paint-by-numbers version of a Disney animated film, a live-action version of that. What's the point? It's been done. Do your own thing. 
even if you fail miserably, at least you've come up with something original. Wow. You know what? I'm 100% on his side. <laughs> I agree with him completely. I think uh, Hollywood has been has become obsessed with remaking things that don't need to be remade. You do not need to do a reboot or a remake of Home Alone. I mean, I know a part of me would love to see a kind of a sequel to the original uh, original movies with um, with Macaulay Culkin back and Joe Pesci and the, you know the whole the whole crowd the whole gang back again. I think that'd be quite fun. But again, it's not needed. That's just me being a bit weird and, and wanting to see that. And Hollywood is just again he's talking about live action things. I'm pretty sure he's talking about the Disney live action things, which are the live action versions of the. The Jungle Book and The Lion King and, um, you know, all, all of that. The Be- Beauty and the Beast as well, they, they redid. And and they're also doing The Lion King 2. And he, The Lion King 2 I'm actually more excited for because that might be something quite different. But he's right. You don't, you really do not need to remake these things at all. You, there's no need. There's absolutely no need to redo that. So, yeah, I agree with him. I don't think it should happen. But let me know what you guys think in, in the comments below. Uh, I will eventually get this all sorted out. I think my computer is dying on me. So uh, I think that's the problem. But uh, yeah, just yeah, let me know what you guys think in the comments below. Right, moving on. And actually, I'm quite glad that this all happens at that particular point because we're moving on to our exclusive of the day. And the, exclusive, uh, the exclusive of the day has to do with the Umbrella Academy season three. So, The Umbrella Academy Season 3, we've uh, been in contact with some people and now we know who's going to be directing the first episode of the upcoming season and it's our friend Jeremy Webb. So, Jeremy Webb is uh, someone that's... uh, He's directed episodes of The Umbrella Academy before. He directed, uh, I believe, he's directed three episodes so far. So, he directed I Heard a Rumour and changes in season one and then he directed the uh, season two's finale the end of something but he's someone he's uh, he's been nominated for an emmy for his work on downton abbey he's someone that he's directed so many shows he's directed episodes of uh, of legion he's directed episodes of altered carbon he's also directed episodes of the punisher fear the walking dead runaways so you, you know he's someone that's really really in the know as far as this stuff's concerned and he does a lot of work in there. And uh, we uh, reached out to him to ask him what's going on. And he actually said, obviously, I can't tell you anything about the show, but we are building sets and getting ready for an early Feb start. I'll be shooting the first episode. And uh, he put a little exclamation mark at the end about that. And I am a big, big fan of Jeremy Webb's. And I'm just really, really happy for him and really looking forward to seeing what he does with this upcoming, uh, with his episode, the very first one. So it's going to get people right into season three. And I am really, really looking forward to it. And fingers crossed, it'll be just as good, if not better than what than season two was, because I actually thought season two was really, really good. I thought it was, was incredible. Um, but let me know what you guys think. Of course, season three was recently revealed uh, to be happening by uh, Netflix, but we, we <laughs> revealed that months ago. Because, of course, we were talking to Jeremy Webb about it. And in that interview, he kind of said that we're, we're working on it. And then we were told by insider sources that that it was happening, that it was going ahead, that Netflix had greenlit it. So they're really, really getting the ball rolling on this. And I've been told that it's 
that it's going to be a five season arc, uh, which is kind of unheard of for Netflix. It's something that a lot of people are, well, sorry, a lot of shows don't get five seasons. Um, they tend to be cancelled by Netflix before that. Netflix is really brutal with the shows that they uh, they cancelled. They cancelled some great shows way too early. Santa Clarita's Diet is one of those shows. I was really upset when that was cancelled because I thought that was brilliant. But yeah, um, what do you think about this? Are you excited for the Umbrella Academy Season 3? Let me know about that in the comments below. Right, moving on and moving on to James Gunn. He has actually confirmed that he's written the script, he's finished it for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. This is another film that I am really excited to see because I think James Gunn is something of a wizard as far as, far as uh, making incredible movies is concerned. I really loved his first two Guardians of the Galaxy movies and I'm really excited for The Suicide Squad and of course his next film, after that will be Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And the script is finished and he's also revealed that they're hi- at the moment they're hiring production heads. So everything's going ahead with that and it looks like it's going to be his next project. He's, I mean, it is going to be his next project. And he also revealed, of course, this goes back to yesterday that he won't do the film without Dave Bautista. So it looks like all things are good as far as the Umbrella Academy Season 3 is concerned. Right, Let's go away from the movie world and onto the TV world. And it's been revealed that WandaVision has a new release date. So WandaVision is, uh, was going to be the kind of the only real MCU piece of content that we were getting this year. Of course, I know Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fans will say, no, that's not true. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Was, uh, <laughs> was, is, is part of the MCU. It is to a certain degree, but there. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go into Agents of Shield as far as the MCU is concerned. But no, Wonder Vision was supposed to come out in November. Then it was reportedly pushed to December. It's now been pushed to January fifteenth, and that's when it's coming out. The first episode will be released then. It'll be a six, I believe, six hour long series. I think it's going to be six episodes. They're going to split it into six episodes, and they're claiming that it's going to be like one big movie. So you might wanna. I mean, you're going to want to watch it as when it's on, of course, but then once it's finished, you might want to watch it again and sit down for six hours and watch the whole thing as one big movie. But um, it's also being reported that this comes from my my good friends at Geekosity, that uh, WandaVision will reportedly use the, the, the term mutants for the first time in the MCU. So, of course, mutants is something that it was specific to the X-Men movies and the actual the 20th Century Fox films. They were the only films that were allowed to use that term. And that was because they had the rights. And then when Disney acquired Fox, uh, Disney got that back. So that's why we're getting mutants uh, in the next in uh, in the ne- in the upcoming MCU movies, so we're getting Fantastic Four. We're possibly going to get an X Men movie, and they're going to be able to use the term mutants. So that's that's quite nice because, and it uh, reportedly is going to be um, um, Wanda Maximoff kind of realizing that she and her brother are mutants, and uh, well, her brother was a mutant. And there are also rumors that uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson is going to be coming back as uh, Quicksilver in this in this show, but it'll be. I think the whole show is going to, so it's going to take on this the House of M story which all takes place in her head. And you can kind of you kind of kind of tell that this whole show is taking place in her head just by looking at the promotional material. But what do you think about this? Are you excited for WandaVision? Let me know in the comments below. Right, moving away from uh, from all of that and on to Star Wars and in particular the Mandalorian. So, the Mandalorian uh, season 2 episode 2 
featured a rather a little gag that really got people riled up kind of bizarrely so the wrong way so the gag in in, in question was to do with uh, baby yoda eating eggs so he was eating frog ladies eggs and people some people really took against this and were kind of again i don't like using this word but they were trying to cancel baby yoda <laughs> i mean who would try and cancel baby yoda for eat but again it's for eating the eggs and that there have been a lot of tweets about this online but of course i didn't i didn't put the tweets down in the article i didn't put links to them i just direct quoted them people saying that you know i just want to know who thought it was a good idea like have this woman whose species is facing extinction and she's very protective of her eggs we should have baby yoda eat them hey yeah dudes bro high five like what you know stuff like that there's a lot of stuff you can have a look at the article i've put them i put a couple of things down but they're I will say that, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I think it's a bit ridiculous to try and get annoyed about this. It's a joke. It's It shouldn't be taken seriously. Also, the eggs aren't fertilized. I know, I mean, also there's a whole thing in that episode. Frog Lady takes her eggs and puts them just into like a random like hot spring. She doesn't know what's in there. I mean, and then in the end, you find that there's a load of horrible spiders in that cave. So she's not that... I mean, I know, I think it's not, I think people are looking into it too much. I think people are trying to get too deep with it. I don't think it should be taken that seriously. It was a joke. It's a gag. This next episode that I'm going to be talking about in a bit actually rectified some of that by explaining that the, the baby Yoda's hungry. Of course he is. He's a, he's a kid. You know, he's a growing kid and he's with the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian can't find him food all the time. You know, so when he the minute he can find something to eat, he'll eat it. So I think people need to chill, I'm going to be honest with that. Uh, not take this show that seriously. Like, I understand taking it relatively seriously because it's a Star Wars show. People love Star Wars. I also get the the, the people that say that these that, that Star Wars in the past has treated female characters rather badly rather poorly i think that's been changed especially since uh, star wars is being run by disney now that that has changed in the last couple of years but if you if you were to look at the prequel movies in particular yes i will agree i mean there's lots of mothers dying that is star wars you know they're not it's not particularly friendly towards mothers let's just say but i think if you're trying to cancel baby yoda i think you should um (laughs) you should just i think it's a joke and I don't think you should take it that seriously. Um, there are far more serious things going on in the world than that, I'm going to be honest. But what do you guys think? Let me know in the comments below. Right, so uh, final bit of uh, the Mandalorian news. Well, you know what? I'm actually not going to... All I'm going to say is that if you watch uh, episode three, which just released today, Sasha Banks's role has been revealed. I'm not going to go into specifics. I just put... I, I wrote the article. It's there if you've watched, you know... People that have watched it will know what I'm talking about. I don't want to spoil anything. But what I will do is go into what will be the final part of today's live stream, which I'm very sorry was intimate, was cut with a... I'm sorry that my face was paused for such a long time. But uh, yes, yeah, so I'm going to do a kind of very basic review of The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 3, which is called The Heiress. And uh, I'm not going to say who's in it. I mean, I will. I'm going to have to spoil one thing. One thing, because I just want to mention how incredible it is to see 
this actor finally in live action in the Star Wars universe. And that's that Bo-Katan is in this episode and being played by Katie Sackhoff. She's brilliant. She's brilliant. I love seeing her play uh, play Bo-Katan in live action. Bo-Katan, of course, is a Mandalorian, is basically the leader of the Mandalorians, really was at the end. If, she, if you were watching Star Wars Rebels, well, actually Star Wars Clone Wars, I believe it is. Well, she's in both. No, it's Star Wars Rebels, where she kind of ends up with the Darksaber. And uh, if you've been watching the series, then you'll probably know that the Darksaber is quite important in this series. So she's in it. She's brilliant. Uh, Sasha Banks is in it. She has a bit to stuff, to, uh, some stuff to do, not, not that much. She doesn't have too many lines, but she does get to kick some ass in it, which is really good to watch. Uh, I actually really liked this episode because um, in the review I said the plot thickens and it really is more about the plot and where this show is going as opposed to like a Monster of the Week episode, which last week was, even though I loved last week's episode because I'm a, I'm just a big fan of Alien and I love the fact that it kind of harkened back to that. Uh, there was actually an Alien gag in, in, in this week's one as well, which I really did appreciate. I think they're really, they're really going for that, for that, um, the people that love Alien, I think. But... Um, yeah, I think you get to see more of uh, 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 Din Djarin, the way he thinks, of course, played by Pedro Pascal. Uh, you get to see him kind of learn more about real Mandalorian lore. Um, there's elements of like him realizing that he's actually in a cult, uh, which I do I do like that part. Again, I didn't. I said I was going. Well, wasn't going to spoil anything, but that is a bit of a spoiler. What I'll say is it's really well shot. It's uh, directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Looks brilliant. Action is fantastic. It's it's not long enough. I will say that at 35 minutes long, I prefer these episodes to be longer because they are weekly episodes. And I think they, they could do that. You know, I, I mean, I'm not saying stretch it out to an hour, but I'm saying 52 minutes, 50 to 45 minutes is the right time. And the previous two episodes were like 52 and 45. And I liked that. I don't like the fact that they're going back to the shorter episode format. You know, that's just a personal personal thing. I, I don't like that. I think it could it could it would be better if it was longer. Action is great. You get to see more of. Uh, uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but I really really enjoyed it. Oh, that's what I'm going to say. The it expand it kind of brings the plot forward. We seem to be seeing where this show's going uh, as far as its end goal which might not end up being its end goal. It's very much like get baby Yoda to the Jedi, but then what's going to happen beyond that? You know, and, and Man, you know, Mando has has more to his life than just bringing the child back to the Jedi. He's obviously got to find out more about where he's from, what the Mandalorian are all about. And I think Bo-Katan's going to factor in that in, in, in future episodes. I think she's actually, I wouldn't be surprised to see her in more episodes moving forward. There is There are rumors that she's going to be in a spin-off series which I actually would, I can't wait to see. If you've got Katie Sackhoff in a spin-off series playing Bo-Katan, yes, sign me up for that. And um, there are teasers for what's to come. That's all I'll say. I think anyone that's been enjoying this show will really love this episode, uh, mainly because it's n it's not a Monster of the Week episode, even though I do like those episodes. It's uh, a progression of the plot. And I gave it, I think, an 8.2 out of 10. I, I really did enjoy it. And I think a lot of people out there will like it just as much as I did. But 
That's it. That's the show. I'm really sorry about the uh, the technical difficulties there. There are still some going on right now. I can see again. I think it's my laptop, but that will change. Uh, if you do like like this show, please subscribe. Uh, that'd be great on YouTube. You can also follow the page, like the Facebook page, like the video. That'd be really good if you could do that as well. Uh, you can follow us everywhere on social media at Small Screen GB. That's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also uh, follow me on Twitter at EJ Lauder. You can go on the website at uh, small-screen.co.uk. That'd be wonderful if you could do that and read all the, the great articles that, I'm not talking about my own articles, but the ones that our freelancers write. If you want to write for us, you can. You can email me at hello at small-screen.co.uk and pitch pitch anything. We pay our writers and we're always looking for new and interesting talent uh, in the writing business. But stuff about pop culture, movies and TVs in general. I don't. We don't really do music. We do do video games sometimes. But yeah, that's 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 it. If you like to listen to this in podcast form, which might this episode might be a bit weird in podcast form now because of that whole middle bit. But uh, you can find that at Small Screen Stories. I post that a couple of hours after this goes out. And uh, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, then please give us a five-star rating. That'd be wonderful if you could do that. And that'll be enough from me today. Thank you very much for watching, guys. And I'll see you next week. Have a great weekend. Bye.